interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you some breaking news. There's been reports all over the area of something crazy going on. Something big. People's homes, their minds even, are being taken over by something called... What is it they're calling it? They're calling it Bad Movie Debate. What up, video game nerds? We're doing it. I'm here. I'm ready to talk about Super Mario Brothers movie. Very good. Like I said, I saw it the other day. I was going to do this. Um, before we get started, there will be spoilers in the listing portion of my review. I did write something up and submitted it to Rotten Tomatoes. It does take a little while for those to officially post on Rotten Tomatoes. So just follow me on Instagram at Bad Movie Debate, and I'll do a link in bio thing once it's officially posted if you want to read a spoiler-free uh, version of my opinions because me just talking about it and kind of rambling about it is going to be heavily spoiler filled so that's your warning anyway speaking of spoilers so the main thing i wanted to talk about the first thing i wanted to get into is the plot of this movie and how i was just like pretty genuinely impressed that they were able to take a video game series that has a pretty formulaic like uh, these games have been out for almost what like almost 30 years now and it was actually like and they're all pretty like it's again form formulaic it's like so it's you're mario or you're mario and luigi and princess peach is being captured by bowser yet again you go through all these trials and tribulations to find her she's in another castle blah 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 you beat bowser you save princess peach and so on and so forth. It's pretty much been that same idea for the longest time. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I fucking love the Mario games. They're super, super fun. But I was kind of like, how are they going to make this an hour and a half long blockbuster movie? Like, how are they going to do that? What they did was actually pretty cool. Um, they start with uh, Mario and Luigi in Brooklyn um, living as Italian plumbers. They just started their plumbing uh, business and they're trying to get on their feet in that regard. And long story short, they end up going into the sewers. They find a green pipe that is very familiar to anyone who's played the games and they get sucked into, they get sucked into the Mario universe and separated and Mario's got to save Luigi and the world at large because Bowser, his main goal has been to of course you find out like his main goal is to marry peach which is again from the games but the way he goes about doing it is he gets one of the he gets the star that you know from the mario and mario kart games like the star that makes you and uh it makes you invincible and makes you like go faster and it plays that awesome music um he gets a hold of one of those and they're, and they're all freaking out because uh like the toads and princess peach and like the Donkey Kong um, kingdom. They're all freaking out because that will make him invincible and he'll have all this power and he'll be able to take over the whole world and stuff. And I like, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know to me, I guess it was kind of expected, but I don't like to make guesses about something I haven't seen yet, or I'm not even watching yet. So I wasn't even thinking about it. And they reveal that pretty early that that's where he's getting his power. And that's why he's such a threat now and stuff. And I just thought that was a really cool way to tie in, something from the video games and like and like it's pretty easy to jump off of that to make a make a a whole narrative plot about like he's got it he's coming to to get peach and like take over 
um, the rest of the world at large if she says no and everything. Um, it's like, boom, there's your there's your stakes. They're pretty fucking high at that point. Like he literally becomes invincible when you use the star power ability. Um, but then what I really like is that they kind of flip it on its head. The, cause it's not Mario and Luigi trying to save princess peach because she's already been captured. Luigi ends up being captured by Bowser and Mario help, uh, gets help from peach and toad and donkey Kong to save luigi and the world at large so it was actually it was pretty cool the way that they like flip it it's like familiar but they flip it on its head and just a way to make it different because like you know i mean obviously it all wraps up with a nice little pretty bow and like everybody wins and stuff you know like the end of a video game like the mario video games they don't ever end on a depressing note like you've saved the world you've saved the princess and like all that and everybody's doing just fine but i just thought it was really interesting the way that they flip it because it's like well I mean, I figured everything was going to be fine, but you're like, oh shit, Luigi's the one that's in trouble. That's interesting. And Princess Peach is like a fucking badass and like she's doing all this cool shit and everything. And so I thought it was cool. I thought the narrative was a lot of fun and full and just had a lot of great moments in it that worked and stuff. And, you know, like I said, they obviously flip it on its head and that makes it awesome. Um, it's just cool. It's just it's just great. You got to you got to see this. I I recommend this movie. I'll go ahead and spoil that um right now. Uh one of my favorite things that they did was of course they did like a bunch of awesome shout-outs and references to the Mario universe as a whole. There's like a lot of really cool um like side scroller video game shots like the OG games, you know, they weren't 3D, they were 2D and um it's just like you go from left to right and you're doing all your action and stuff along the way uh, from left to right. And they incorporated some scenes like that into the movie where Mario and Luigi are like, it's like there's one near the beginning where they're like running through Brooklyn to get to wherever. And um, they're like jumping up and down and like one's going up and one's crawling underneath. And like uh, Mario's like throwing, uh, throwing like pallets down so Luigi can get across and stuff. And it's really cool. It like, you can feel that like the video game aspect of it um, in that regard, like the OG games and stuff, because all the games are, you know, 3D now and they're super fun. Um, not dissing on the 2D or the 3D, the side scroller or the the full range of motion video games. Love again. Love Mario. So much fun. Um, so they do that, which is awesome. And then they have um, I mean, what you can describe as a it's a they have a Super Smash Bros. scenes with Donkey Kong played by Seth Rogen. Um and it's awesome. It's uh, Mario has to fight Donkey Kong to like gain the trust of the Kong kingdom so they can use their army. And um, Donkey Kong is just beating the shit out of him. But then he gets some power ups and stuff. And like it's 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 awesome. It's it's really cool. Um, they almost fall off the map. You know, like there's just it's like the fun action of Super Smash Bros. Like in this like condensed sequence that like makes sense and works. And then of course, I mean everybody's seen the trailer and stuff. They got that. Um, they got the Mario Kart in there with Rainbow Road and everything. And honestly, I, I kind of thought that was going to be dumb. I was like, how are they going to shoehorn this in? And like, you know, they shoehorn it in, but it's really cool. And it's actually, it's like a lot of fun the way that they go about it on Rainbow Road because uh, Bowser finds them and then they start like throwing shells. They have a blue shell reference. That was, that was really, really cool. The way they incorporated the, the, un, the unbeatable 
the unavoidable blue shell when you're in first place, the way they incorporate that into that scene, um, which like then ends the scene is really awesome. And um, it's just a great, it, again, they just have so many great shouts out to like everything that Mario has been a part of in the video games and stuff that he's done or like they've incorporated and stuff. And it's just, it's awesome. I just think it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun if you love the games and um, uh, even if you just love Mario Kart, that scene is worth the whole thing. Cause like, you'll, you'll probably get hooked into the story a little bit. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just like Mario and stuff, but I think, uh, I think for just how they tie it all in together and stuff like it's, it's, you know, it's fan service at its best though. Like it's, it's definitely fan service, but I think it works and it's a lot of fun. So you should definitely check it out. Um, in terms of narrative and like the shouts out, if you love the games, like you gotta see it. Um, first and foremost, um, plot is great. Shout outs are great. References are great. They do the whole, whole nine yards on that for sure. Now, in regards to the voice acting, I think we all remember how disappointed the internet and the world at large was when we heard that Chris Pratt was going to voice Mario. As was I. I was also pretty disappointed in that. I wasn't sure about it. Chris Pratt, he's, you know, he's he's fantastic in Parks and Rec, of course, but then, like, everything else he's done, I like him as Star-Lord and Guardians of the Galaxy, but then, like, everything else he's been in, he's just playing himself. Like, there's not a lot of depth to him. He's kind of typecast as, like, a funny, muscular dude most of the time, and that's kind of how it seemed like he was going to play this role. But, but being honest, after, uh, after seeing it, I don't think it, it, it was better than I thought. Like he actually like puts on a little bit of an accent. Like he puts on a voice. It's not just his straight up voice, which is what uh, I think everybody thought he was going to do. And he wasn't going to like really get into it, but I, I feel like he got into the character a little bit more than everybody expected, which is great. Um, and totally unexpected. So like the voice acting across the board was pretty great. Um, honestly, Anya Taylor joy, um, her voice acting was, uh, it was good. She was just doing her own voice, which I mean, you can't really do much with she's princess peach, like princess peach probably shouldn't have some kind of an accent or anything at that point. So if anybody was distracting me, it was her, but she's such a great actress that like she wasn't, you know, but like if I had to pick one person whose voice acting was uh, the worst, I would say hers just because she has an iconic voice, um, like her, uh, maybe not iconic, but a recognizable voice. And uh, so it was easy to, it would have been easier to like kind of step out of the narrative because you're like, oh yeah, that's Anya Taylor-Joy. But overall, I think everybody does a really good job. Even Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, like I kind of forgot it was him when we first hear from him uh it took me it took me a few scenes to be like oh yeah that's seth rogan who plays him um so all the voice acting is really good across the board and um like even charlie day like you want to talk about an iconic recognizable voice charlie day's voice is very recognizable but it fits the luigi character especially like the way they wrote luigi in a way that like it's just, I don't know, like, I guess the best way to say it is as soon as you hear the, you, you hear everybody talk for the first time and you're like, oh yeah, that's this person or, oh yeah, that's that person. They're like, why do I recognize that voice? And then the next scene that you see him in and they're talking, you forget and you're like, yeah, that's Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's Mario. Yeah, that's Luigi and so on and so forth. So I really don't think 
I really don't think it's an issue or not as much of an issue as everybody was worried about. Again, I, I was in that camp as well. I was very worried about it. Um, just, just cause we all know how Chris Pratt can be, um, when it comes to acting, uh, not, not attack. Um, Jack Black. Ooh, Jack Black. Let's just look. I, uh, there's one thing I have to talk about, about Jack Black. Uh, I love him to death. He was incredible. I know he was so excited to do it. Um, as soon as I posted my quick review, uh, my buddy Kyle Lane hit me up and was like, what did you think about the Jack Black, like peach piano song? And man, I don't know. We talked about it for a minute and I just don't know. I, I should have known that they were going to have Jack Black sing some kind of a silly song in the middle of this movie, but as it hap- as it started up, I was like, oh yeah, okay, here's Jack Black singing, uh, which no dissing Jack Black or his singing. It's incredible. Like it, it's it's a fun song. He goes off. Like like a, he had no reason to go that hard for a silly little like 30 second uh interlude. But it just didn't seem it it, it just seemed kind of silly and not necessary to have in the movie, regardless. You know what I mean? Like he goes off again. Don't want anybody to think I'm dissing on Jack Black because I love Jack Black. He is the fucking best. Um, but the whole scene as itself, like, should it have been there? I don't know. Jury's still out on that one. I'm not 100% sure how I feel, but, you know, if they had to have it or Jack Black was like, I want to have it. Hey, if it was Jack Black's call, then it was a great idea and he fucking killed it as he always does. Um, yeah, so again, none of the acting was bad. That moment was a little odd, but I don't think it was terrible. Um, also saw a bunch of stuff like a a few reviews from um the powers that be the critics the almighty powerful critics um who shit on it by the way let me just pick this up real quick and see let's see the critics gave it a 57 percent on rotten tomatoes and the audience score is 96 so that's kind of it's kind of wild. It's 224 reviews for critics and 10,000 plus for verified ratings so like I mean it's obviously there's a lot more viewers are going to see it, but like 224 critic reviews is a lot. And it's a, at a 57. I think the other day it was at a 54. So that number has actually gone up since the last time I saw it, but it's still crazy to me that this is, um, um, I didn't think it was necessarily going to get certified fresh, but like, it's not fresh. It is a fucking that green, ugly splat. Um, but regardless, a lot of the early reviews I was seeing is they were shitting all over the animation, saying that the animation looked bad. And I mean, yeah, if you're comparing it to, you know, Pixar Disney, it's hard to beat them, uh, to outdo them because they've been doing it for so long. It's hard to beat DreamWorks like they've been doing it for so long, so much longer than uh, Illumination has. Illumination is pretty new. Um, in that regard, but I thought the animation looked just like, just like it does in all their other movies. Um, like it didn't look bad to me at all. So I don't know what they're nitpicking when, when it comes to the animation, there was everything looked exactly how you would expect and you want it. So I think, I think they're just shitting on it to shit on it. Cause that's what fucking <laughs> critics do, I guess. Um, they gotta be edgy and get their, get their opinion across in a, douchey way um but that's fine i mean what am i doing i'm sitting here and i'm critiquing and criticizing too so who am i to judge i just don't get paid for it so maybe that's why i'm mad because they get paid for it and i don't uh maybe i'm just jealous uh at heart but uh regardless um 
I also just think that based on some of the reviews I saw, they were like, they were really focusing on it as like, I mean, as this is going to sound kind of weird, but like they're focusing on it as like just a movie, which I mean, it is a movie and their job is to review movies. So I understand that. But like, did any of them play the games? Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like any of them had played the games or like grew up playing the games or like cared about the games or just didn't like the games. You know, I don't know. It just like, if you've played the games and you like it, there's no way you're not going to enjoy this movie. Could it have been better? Yes. And I'm going to get into my biggest, uh, my biggest issue with the movie here in a little bit, but like it's, uh, I don't know. It just felt like a lot of the major critics had never played the game. So they were just kind of shitting on it. Cause they're like, maybe they didn't understand parts of it. Like, cause I, I guess I could see how like you could argue that like they shoehorned in Mario Kart and stuff. But like, I mean, it kind of makes sense when you watch the movie, like how, how we get there. And like, I don't know how else they would have gotten there um, in terms of the plot. And like, of course they were going to have a Mario Kart scene in a Mario movie. Like there's just no way you can't do that. Um, so yeah, I think the critics are just being a little too harsh because maybe they just don't know. Maybe they're ignorant of like the games and like what goes on in the games, which, you know, and again, ignorant, being ignorant of something is, that's not an insult. Um, maybe they just haven't played the games. And then they were tasked with, uh, doing, uh, doing a review for this movie. And they were like, falls flat because I don't have the background knowledge, um, or background experience of playing the games or knowing the games that well to be able to see what they're doing. So, you know, tip for tat. I'm on the audience side. It's, flame it's a lot of fun so now it's time to talk about the thing that i did not really love unfortunately but it's just one of those things so the music the music is a little bit disappointing in the sense that there's just a there's just a plethora of amazing music from the video games that they could have easily incorporated into this movie that would have been really fun and would have been like a final little shout out to uh the fans and i mean like let's be honest this movie is like there's a lot of fan service in it you know like there's a lot of fan service in it but that's like kind of part of the point i think they did fan service in the correct way where they um incorporated it into a a narrative that was fun and exciting to watch and was all set at a good pace. Um, but the music was just kind of a bummer. Like as I put in my written review, like as soon as that they mentioned that they are in Brooklyn, you can see the godlike DJ that controls the soundtrack of the movie already queuing up beastie boys. Cause there's no sleep till Brooklyn, like at the very beginning of the movie um, as they're running around in Brooklyn. And then um, you have Bonnie Tyler's, um, holding out for a hero while he's training to get ready to go save the world and stuff. And it's just like, it's just very expected and obvious music choices. And like, I'm not saying, I'm not dissing those songs. I love the Beastie Boys and the Bonnie Tyler song is, you know, I mean, it's a classic for a scene like that, but like I've seen it before um, in movie Shrek uh, specifically, um, Shrek 2. Um, they do that, but it's like, I don't know. It's just like, there was a lot of that in there. I mean, they have Thunderstruck by ACDC in there um, and all that, but they're just, they just could have incorporated the music from the video game series itself. Just in any way, they could have even like redone them a little bit, you know, like they could have like 
taken the melody and the tones and um, put it into more of like a traditional music score. Like it didn't have to all be 8-bit or anything like that, like it is in the OG games and uh, still in the modern games um, at certain times. But you could have just like had that in there and not had any pop culture songs and it would have still worked and you could have made it work like so well because there's so much good music in the Mario universe. Um, they do um, incorporate some of that music in there a little bit. You know, you can hear the main theme. Um, uh, of course they were going to play the main theme um, in some form or fashion during it. And then um, as they're gearing up for the Mario Kart, like they go, like they have a uh, fast and furious style, like warehouse full of carts uh, thing where they go and they like select their carts and like what they're going to do. And like, you can hear the Mario Kart um, main theme, uh, playing in the background, which is awesome. Like again, fan service, but it's awesome and it works. Um, and then, um, even with the star power, once, um, once whoever uses the star power finally uses it, you get that, um, what is like, dun, 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 like that fucking shit. Like you, you hear that in the background and stuff. Like it's awesome. And it's like, yeah, but like, I wanted more of that. Like I, I, Again, you know, I understand the want and need to play um, pop culture songs. They have the money for it. Um, it works. It makes older people who might not know the games um, or have never, or like younger people who maybe never played the games and don't know the music and stuff. Like it gives them something to, some kind of touchstone uh, to be able to get into it. And again, like running around Brooklyn, no sleep till Brooklyn plays training to be a hero holding out for a hero plays like it like the song choices they make sense when they do them like the like i think they made the right pop culture song choices i just don't think it was necessary to have them at all so you know you can agree or disagree on that i'm very particular about music and like the sound in movies and stuff like it's completely off the wall different, but like, I think horror movies are more effective when there is no music. Like the music doesn't need to tell me I need to be scared. Like in real life, if I was in that situation, it would be dead quiet. I don't need this like eerie violin to tell me that something scary is about to happen. I, if I was there, I would already be scared. So instead focus on atmosphere and make, then make me feel like I should be scared. Cause I would be, if I was, you know, in an abandoned asylum and stuff the music wouldn't be playing. And if it was something is deeply wrong and I need to go, or I'm there with a, with a buddy who's an asshole and he's like playing a score on his phone, uh, to be funny. Um, but regardless, that's, I digress. Um, I just think they could have done, I think they should have just stuck to the music, uh, that they already had in, uh, in Mario. And that would have been awesome. And they would have saved a bunch of money. Um, but you know, that's neither here or there. Um, never bad about hearing the Beastie Boys. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all I have to say about this one. I thought, um, again, I thought the animation was good. I don't know why people were shitting all over it. Like critics, I don't know why they were shitting all over it. Um, don't know why it's got a splat review, 56%. Again, that was 54% when I went to see it the other day. So it has gone up, uh, in just a few days. So maybe it's going to continue to rise as more people see it. Um, 
and then you know like it was like 96 or 98 percent um audience score including me i gave it four out of five on uh the rotten tomatoes um stars uh list but um yeah overall just lots of fun the voice acting is really good lots of shout outs um to the game series as a whole and like like fun donkey kong moments mario kart moments super smash moments like um just stuff like that all of that was really good um even when um he's training and holding out for a hero is playing it's really cool because it's like you can see him like long story short she peach princess peach sets out like a course like reminiscent of like one of the old school games where he has to jump and like jump on like uh, the bombs and stuff and like get past the plants and like get around and he's got to get to the flag pole um uh, like it would be at the end of one of the levels and um you can kind of feel the like the struggle of like learning to play the game like go like trying to get past this level over and over and over again like you can kind of feel that um kind of have that energy in there so it's like it, you know it's based off of a video game even you know even if you had never played them and stuff like you can feel the video game elements in it by you know doing the sc side scroller shots and then doing that stuff um doing like what i just said with the training sequence and stuff so i think it's a very fun movie and it deserves much more than if it, it should be it should be fresh it should be nah, maybe not necessarily certified fresh you know it's not the best movie i've seen this year um uh, by any means but it's it's definitely fun and worth it if you love uh mario um especially but even if you don't um it's still it's still a very fun movie and the way they were able to tie a, again a cohesive narrative out of a very minimal plot very minimal lore based game um is impressive i would love to see them do a legend of zelda game because there is tons of deep lore in the legend of zelda games um uh, they should do like a whole show of Legend of Zelda, uh, the Legend of Zelda, because uh, you could do there's so much lore um, in that. So, I mean, if they can throw that together with that, like that's the thing. If they did Legend of Zelda, though. They need to like they need to make that PG-13 at least like make that a little more intense. Go a little more serious with that. Cause that game, those games can get pretty, pretty dark. But regardless, now I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas. If that happens, I called it here first. Was it's April thirteenth? I'm recording this. If they make a Legend of Zelda show and it's darker, that I said it first. Uh, probably not, but whatever. I'll take I'll take the credit whether it happens or not. Um, so yeah, let me know what you guys think. Um, again, I'm gonna post my written review uh, uh, once it's up on Rotten Tomatoes, and I can link to it. I'll throw that in uh, my Instagram bio um lincoln bio kind of a thing you guys know what that's all about um that's at movie at bad movie debate on instagram be sure to follow me on there uh more importantly be sure to follow me on spotify itself uh leave a review on there they got a, a star rating review on there um all that stuff helps um follow me on instagram's great follow me on spotify helps the most um and yeah We'll uh we'll be back with uh, another debate or discussion here uh pretty soon. I mentioned Kyle Lane earlier, and we're actually uh we've actually been talking, and we're gonna work we're working on a little something something fun, and a little bit something different that should be coming out here hopefully in the near future. So be sure to uh to follow so you can keep posted on all that. All right, y'all y'all have a good one, nerds. Stay safe.